the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome. You are listening to Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston, New England's oldest African-American church. Hope and Faith Ministry features the inspirational sermons of my father, Dr. Wesley Roberts, senior pastor at People's Baptist Church. We're so glad you're here. Dr. Roberts has a powerful message of hope and love for your life and mine. Now enjoy this broadcast of Hope and Faith Ministry, brought to you from People's Baptist Church of Boston. The title of the message today is, Does Life Have a Purpose? Does Life Have a Purpose? A young boy, 12 years old, goes with his church youth group on a Saturday outing. That night he comes down with a fever. The next morning, he has trouble breathing, and his mother calls the doctor. By the time the ambulance gets there, he has stopped breathing. The doctor does everything he can, but the boy is dead on arrival. He died from a strange bacterial infection. A man feels called to God by, for the ministry of the church. He leaves his good job and moves to a distant city to enter seminary to get his training. His wife takes a job to help him make it through seminary. He's in his last year now. In just a few months, he will graduate and take a church somewhere and begin serving the Lord. But one day his wife comes in and says, I'm leaving you. I don't want to be a pastor's wife. And she walks out and never comes back. Another man is a police officer. One day he stops a man known to be a drug dealer. It happens on a busy downtown street and a crowd gathers to watch the unfolding drama. There's a struggle and somehow the drug dealer grabs the officer's gun. Someone in the crowd yells, shoot him, shoot him. And he does at point blank range in the officer's face. The officer was in his early 20s. These stories could be multiplied 10,000 times in the day in which we live. And the question which we cannot escape is, does life have a purpose? How can the Apostle Paul say that all things work together for good? How can he be so certain? Listen to him in Romans chapter 8 and verse 28. And the NIV says, And we know that in all things... God works for the good of those who love him, 
who have been called according to his purpose. In the New Living Translation, second edition, it reads, And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. Romans 8.28 is one of the most beloved verses in the Bible. Many of you could give testimony to that fact. You were sick and this verse was like medicine to your soul. You lost a loved one and these verses, this verse somehow carried you through. You were crushed and beaten by the winds of ill fortune and this verse gave you hope to go on. For Christians everywhere, this verse contains perhaps the most glorious promise in all of Scripture. It is breathtaking in its magnitude, encompassing absolutely everything that pertains to a believer's life. There is a purpose to life if you are a believer in Jesus Christ. What seems to be a meaningless jumble of events in our lives is not meaningless at all. Everything that happens to us is moving to accomplish a desired end, and that end is a subject of Paul's letter to the Romans. God's purpose, in effect, is to have an elect race of people called by his name, having membership in his family, who will love him with all of their hearts. And that takes us back to the question that Jesus answered when one of the scribes asked, what is the greatest commandment? And Jesus replied in Matthew 22, 37 and 38, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. To accomplish that purpose, God called the world into being, set up the whole universe, peopled planet Earth with a race of human beings, permitted them to fall into sin, sent his, love, his beloved Son into our sinful world to suffer and die on Calvary's cross and be resurrected from the dead in order that we may become sons and daughters of God by receiving forgiveness for our sins and the hope of eternal life. With this in mind, the Apostle Paul says, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. In this one verse of scripture, we have a tremendous statement of what life is all about. God's purpose is to bring us into a relationship with himself so that we will love and serve him both here and now in the earth and throughout eternity with him. This magnificent promise gives us that God gives to us in Romans chapter 8 and verse 28 consists of three aspects or elements I want us to look at today. And the first is its certainty. Its certainty. 
Paul says, and we know. Christianity is a religion of certainty, not of conjecture. I know and we know are favorite expressions of the biblical writers. Uh, for example, Job in Job 19 and verse 25 says, I know that my Redeemer lives and that in the end he will stand upon the earth. And John in 1 John chapter 3 and verse 2 says, Dear friends, we are already God's children, but he has not yet shown us what we will be like when Christ appears. But we know, or we do know, that we will be like him, for we will see him as he really is. And the Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 1 says, And we know that if the earthly tent we live in is destroyed, we have a building from God, an eternal house in heaven, not built by human hands. And then in, in verse 28 of chapter 8, he says, And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him. So the question is, how did Paul know this was so? Was it by a process of logical deduction, a process of observation or intuition? No. Paul is setting forth the truth that he received from the Holy Spirit. He is asserting with God's own authority that as believers in Jesus Christ, we know beyond all doubt that every aspect of our lives is in God's hands and will be divinely used by the Lord for our ultimate good. God himself, through his spirit, impresses upon the hearts of believers the certainty of our security in him. There is no need for the child of God to speak in terms of probability. There is no need to use language like perhaps or maybe. We know, says Paul, that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him. Now, it is hard for us to see good when a little child dies or when a cop is blown away by a senseless uh, drug dealer or when a missionary is killed on the mission field or when a widow is cheated out of her inheritance by a Ponzi scheme. When we look at those situations, we must at all costs resist the quick and easy explanations. Sometimes tragedies happen and well-meaning people say, that's not a tragedy. It only looks that way. Just have faith. But the Bible never asks us to pretend that a tragedy isn't a tragedy. Or to pretend that our pain isn't real. Is Paul saying, whatever happens is good? No. Is he saying that suffering and evil and tragedy are good? No. Is he saying everything will work out if we just have enough faith? No. Is he saying that we will be able to understand why God allowed tragedy to come? No. What then is he saying? 
He is erecting a sign over the inexplicable mysteries of life. A sign which says, quiet, God at work. How? We are not always sure. To what end? Good and not evil. Little children will often be afraid of the darkness at night. It scares them because they can't see in the darkness. They cry out until at last daddy comes. He sits on the bed and takes them in his arms and says, Don't be afraid. I'm right here with you. The fear goes away when daddy comes. Even so, the darkness of life frightens us until we discover that even in the darkness, our Heavenly Father is there. The darkness is still dark, but he is there. And that makes all the difference. And so Paul says, and we know. It is something we can count on. We can stake our life on it because it is God's promise. Believers have a certainty which no flood of sorrow can drown. No fire of tribulation can quench. No earthquake of trouble can shake. And no disappointing experience can destroy. We know. We are certain. So... What can we be certain of? Which leads us to the next point, its extent. That in all things, God works for the good of those who love him. But Paul said some things. No one would have felt the need to question this statement. But he said, in all things. And in all things have no qualifications or limits. Neither this verse nor its context allows for restrictions or conditions. Paul is not saying that God prevents his children from experiencing things that can harm them. He is saying that God takes all that he allows to happen to his children, even the worst things, and turns them ultimately into blessings for the good of his children. No matter what our situation, no matter what our suffering or pain or lack of faith, our Heavenly Father will work to produce our ultimate blessing. The other side of that truth is that nothing can ultimately work against us. Any temporary harm we suffer will be used by God for our benefit. All things include circumstances and events that are good and beneficial in themselves as well as those that are in themselves evil and harmful. Many of the things that we do and that happen to us are either outright evil or at best worthless. Yet, in his infinite wisdom and omnipotence, our Heavenly Father will turn even the worst of such things To our ultimate good. Now, Joseph is a classic Old Testament example of God using unjust suffering uh, to bring great good not only to Joseph himself but to all of his family. If Joseph had not been sold by his evil brothers in slavery and cast into prison because he was accused of, of rape, He would not have had the 
opportunity to interpret Pharaoh's dream and rise to a position of great prominence from which he could be used to save Egypt and his own people from starvation. You see, understanding that marvelous truth, Joseph told his fearful brothers in Genesis chapter 50 and verse 20, you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. In all things, God works every day, every hour, every minute, every second, every fraction of a second, night and day, for the good of whom? Number three, the recipients. For those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Paul does not say that in all things God works for the good of people in general, regardless of their character or faith. What he does say is that in all things God works for the good of all those who love him, those who have responded to his offer of salvation in Jesus Christ, and who have had their sins forgiven. All kinds of things happen to all kinds of people. There's a lofty impartiality in the general providence of life. God makes his sun to shine and his rain to descend upon the good and the evil, the just and the unjust. All human beings know sickness, sorrow, losses, failures, and disappointments. But although the same kind of things happen to all people, the results are not the same. For the believer has Almighty God looking out for his or her welfare, ruling and overruling the events of life so as to bring ultimate good both here in this world and in that which is to come. Every person who seeks to do the will of God and the things that please God can find assurance in this text. To be called according to his purpose refers to the purpose which God had in mind for us before the creation of the world. And as Paul tells us in Romans chapter 8, 29 and 30, For God knew his people in advance, and he chose them to become like his son so that his son would be the first among many brothers and sisters. And having chosen them, he called them to come to him. And having called them, he gave them right standing with himself. And having given them right standing, he gave them his glory. So believers are not afterthoughts. We are not the products of chance or accident. We have been saved from our sins because of God's electing and predestinating grace that lifted us out of the miry clay of sin and placed our feet upon the solid rock of Christ's righteousness. To be called according to God's purpose places us as believers at the very center of God's love and plan. The truth of Romans 8.28 is a balm for every sorrow. It plants our feet on the eternal rock of ages. It marshals around us the angels of God. It throws over us the shadow of the Almighty. It encircles us in the everlasting arms. 
is a shield for every temptation, and it enables us to roll the burdens that we can't carry upon the shoulders of God. As Paul tells us in Romans chapter 8, 38 and 39, and I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus, our Lord. All this means that we should have one aim in life, and that is to please God, to love God above everything and everyone. If we do, then come sickness, come blessing, come enemies, come friends, come blame, come praise, come crises, come victories, come wealth, come poverty, come joy, come sorrow, come night, come day, come peace, come war, come tribulation, come triumph, come tears, come death, come what may, and it shall be well with us. For the everlasting God can handle the mountains that we can't move. He can handle the problems that we can't solve. He can handle the questions that we can't answer. He can handle the fears that we can't master, the load that we can't handle, and the door that we can't open. All praise and honor and glory be to our great God, who is at work to bring good out of all of our circumstances according to his glorious purpose for us. During the First World War, a young man from one of the western states went overseas to fight in the U.S. Army. He and his sweetheart had exchanged letters on a regular basis. Then for a long time, no letter came from him. Finally, one day, she got a letter in a strange handwriting from a hospital in one of the eastern cities, and it read, Dear Nellie, you will not recognize this writing because a friend is writing it for me. My heart often ached to write sooner, but I dreaded to do so and to tell you. So I waited until we were back in the, in the U.S., I lost my arms, both of them, in action over there in one of those terrible battles. My dear Nellie, I love you more than ever. But in my condition, I cannot ask you to go through life with me. I release you from the promise you made when we kissed goodbye two years ago. That letter was never answered. Nellie took the next train for that distant city and arriving there went right to the hospital. There she was directed to a certain ward and a certain number. Passing between the long rows of beds, she finally came to that number and there he was. Dropping to her knees, she put her arms around her lover's neck. And between kisses and tears, 
She said, Tom, you're mine. And I will be your right hand and your left hand through life. It's a greater is God's love and faithfulness than that of Nelly for Tom. And let our love be greater because of his faithfulness that reaches across all of our years as he makes us experience the truth of Romans 8.28. And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. I don't know about you, but I'm so glad that we serve a God who can answer all of our questions, hear all of our prayers, solve all of our problems, heal all of our hurts, forgive all of our sins, lift all of our burdens, relieve all of our pressures, understand all of our frustrations, handle all of our situations, comfort all of our sorrows, change all of our circumstances, and supply all of our needs. For he is the fountain of our joy, the source of our comfort, the delight of our soul, the object of our worship, the author of our salvation, the healer of our bodies, and the cause of our hope. All the way my Savior leads me, what have I to ask beside? Can I doubt his tender mercy whose life has been my guide? Heavenly peace, divinest comfort, here by faith in him to dwell. For I know whate'er befall me, Jesus doeth all things well. Amen. 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 Thank you for joining us here at Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston. We pray that you have been touched and inspired by today's message. People's Baptist Church is a Christ-centered, caring church located at 134 Camden Street at the corner of Camden and Tremont Streets. Our Sunday services are at 8 a.m. and at 1045 a.m. You can reach us at 617-427-0424. Come visit us in person or on the web at www.pbcboston.org. And tune in every Saturday morning at 1030 for another inspiring message of hope and faith.